0: Queer Relationships, an IM Clinic podcast devoted to helping you, the LGBTQ plus community, create the love lives and relationships you crave. In today's episode, I have a great conversation with Tim Leach, one of our financial coaches. After spending 10 years in the financial planning world, Tim brings his knowledge to queer relationships to share his insights on the freedom of budgeting, which might sound perplexing, I know. His inspiring perspective creates the understanding that taking care of your money is a great way of taking care of yourself and a great way to unleash your authenticity, believe it or not. If you want to get your financial sitch in order, today's episode is for you. Let's take a listen. Tell us a little bit about your professional background in finances.
1: Yeah, I was a financial advisor for five years, helping people make plans and do some financial coaching and implementing things, which was great to learn a lot about investing, protecting, tax planning, those type of things. So I did that for five years. And then in the last five years, I've been on the operations side of finance, behind the scenes, helping people open accounts, make trades, those type of things for a big financial company. Both of those were big financial companies.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: I loved really helping people understand what they're doing and where they're going and getting on a plan. It was really fun for me. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the sales part was not my favorite, but I really enjoyed uh, having people have that peace of mind and understanding where they can go and feel like they've got a plan moving forward. And then, um, yeah, I've been in finance over the last 10 years and mm-hmm. it's been great to see people learn and grow and understand take a complex thing and make it a lot more simple for people to take some action steps on.
0: It sounds like quite the rewarding position because I'm thinking about like having a financial plan and like financial comfort. We use this word kind of financial freedom, but that seems like such a really powerful kind of rewarding position to play in someone's life.
1: Yeah, the CP, when it clicks for somebody, I'm sure you see this in, in therapy all the time when you help people understand a, a bigger issue and see, wow, I can do this differently or I can think about things a different way and it really helps their lives. It, it feels very rewarding to you. And the same thing with finances, when people can learn, they don't have to bury their head in the sand about something that is actually attainable to reach the goals they want or what a Roth IRA might be or what, interest and return rates are. Mm-hmm. To see them kind of take a deep breath and feel like they can actually make some gains is really it's a really powerful thing and it brings me a lot of joy to oh, be able for to do sure. that for people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought of working in the finance industry, but I can imagine that I agree with you. Watching people's lives change in a therapeutic sense is so profound. But I can I mean, money plays such a huge part in our world. I, f- I feel like you're doing the same thing I'm doing, just in a different facet of life. Like it, the, Seeing that kind of change and having that kind of influence has got to be so rewarding.
1: Yeah, it is. When people, when people understand that they don't have to be controlled by money or just not look at money or feel like they can make some gains, even if it's saving $50 a month or $100 a month, what it might be just the hope it brings people is really fun for me to help them think through what could be, to help them dream, to help them have goals in mind and, and to give them practical steps not to make it so ethereal. Just like a lot of therapeutic count you, counselors know a lot of the therapeutic steps and a lot of the modalities that they have to integrate to that particular person. And it's fun mm-hmm. to use all my knowledge and skills to make a, an individual plan for that person. It's not a one-size fits all approach it's different things for different people now there are some principles that guide guide me and guide some of the thinking I have but to make an individual plan for that person and to encourage them on those steps to take is a really powerful thing it's 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 really fun for me to be Mm -hmm. able to do that and help others
0: yes one of the things that I think about as a clinician is kind of the hopelessness that people might be experiencing you know the anxiety that just feels like it will never go away the depression that just feels like it's going to be part of their life forever what are some of the hopeless kind of situations that people might walk into financial coaching with like what what are kind of the the people that you might want to work with
1: yeah i think for anybody i love working with anybody you know that feels like there's no no hope or maybe feels lack of knowledge or 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 even feel dumb they feel like they're asking dumb questions um for people that like just don't have any financial literacy if you will or any thoughts on that it's it's fun to be able to take complex things and teach them to people so they feel like they have a plan so for i love working with people who just need some basics on budgeting or who are just starting off investing All the way to very complex situations because there are very complex ones i think one of the biggest ones for me is people who are deeper in debt and to help them make a plan on sometimes debt feels insurmountable i'll never like you said i'm always going to have depression i'm always going to have this issue i'm always going to have that type of thing that's just going to be a part of me a lot of people feel that way with debt well i'll just live with debt till i'm 55 or maybe when i retire i'll pay it off Mm -hmm. But you don't have to live that way. And so to help people feel like there's hope even within debt to make a plan on how to get out of that debt and start gaining positive traction in their finances is is a big one.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Other other ways I love helping people learn about investing. Where should I invest my money? Okay, now I've got $100 extra a month. What do I do with it to help people make a plan on how to invest? what to invest in, what kind of financial vehicle you want to get into Mm -hmm. uh, to make that a goal for you is some of the bigger things. And then I love helping couples. I think the dynamics were both left brain, logical, the two plus two equals four. That's a big part of our lives. And the right brain, what do I think or desire or the emotional side of our brains? We're not fully logical nor fully emotional, and particularly with finances and working with couples you might have one on that leans each way on the spectrum and to integrate both halves of that brain and to get two couples on the same page is a big deal Mm -hmm. to do that so i really love helping couples think through make a plan together It can be a really powerful thing in connecting a partnership committed relationship marriage whatever it might be Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a powerful thing to be able to do that
0: absolutely in in my mind and you might think of it differently, but I'm almost seeing like a spectrum to financial coaching, starting off maybe on one end of the spectrum from budgeting, saying, hey, I have, you know, what does the average household have? I think it's like $17,000 in credit card debt, yeah, or something debt like that, and just yeah. in general. Um, so to say, how do I create a realistic, sophisticated budget that helps me kind of grow all the way to... Um, including paying off debt, but then maybe all the way on the other side of the spectrum is this idea of, um, I have this budget, it really works for me, but now I want to help leverage my money and learn how to invest. And so it sounds like you're kind of um, really excited about working with people all along that kind of spectrum.
1: Yeah, I think both of those ends of the spectrum, and there's many more in between there amongst there, as there's Just as they're all different kinds of people there are so many different types of financial complexities as well and so it's fun to be able to learn what what people want to get into what they want to do what new things maybe i even haven't even heard of Mm -hmm. you know and people are always looking for the newest greatest thing and for me to gain knowledge from them and to be able to help people use the skills i have uh, is really fun
0: sure let's kind of dive in that direction for a sec. If, um, you could give us a crash course on budgeting. Um, what do you feel like maybe the top four tenants might be, or the best things to implement right away? What would be kind of your tricks up your sleeve?
1: I think when you're starting with, with budgeting, just take it easy, take it slow. People have been chaotic in their budgets or not knowing how much they spend each month for maybe years or decades and so if you're actually trying to get on a plan I think number one is don't put too much pressure on yourself don't feel like you have to have it all together and in 30 days or less Mm. that you're a failure if you don't do that it can take one to six months as you make small changes on things to be able to even track it so I think step one is start tracking start Mm -hmm categorizing there's apps out there you can use a excel spreadsheet you can use a pen and paper um, whatever works for you and say how much do i spend on rent or mortgage to food each month to clothing or you know start putting it into categories to see how much how much do i spend it's another step on that would be how much do i make how much Mm -hmm. am i making is it a solid number am I in a salary job someplace or does it fluctuate because I'm in a non-salary job each month and start you know taking a look average that out over one to three months something like that to get a baseline of where you're at and I can help people look at that and what kind of categories to to get into and you know step two is look at what's what is your goals a big part of financial coaching or planning is empowering people what do you particularly want to do what's important to you what might be important to someone else might not be important to that next person so helping that person understand what their goals would be in budgeting is it debt payoff investing leaving a legacy saving for a house whatever it might whatever it might be helping them understand what goals do they want to accomplish within that budget those are those are big steps and then Step three might be implementing some of those. Okay, I want to save for a house in the next year. I want to have a certain dollar amount saved by this kind of time period. Okay, how can we carve out an extra $100 a month? Do we? What are you willing to maybe cut back on? Or do you need to work a few more hours at your job? You know, see how you can implement those goals. And you know, the fourth step would be empowering those people to keep going on it. And maybe with financial coaching, it's a check-in once a year twice a year for the next few years saying how it's going you know it takes time with finances it's not typically an overnight process Mm -hmm. so with budgeting it's taking palatable steps and then checking in and tweaking it just like exercise you don't see immediate gains overnight saying I want to lose 20 pounds you don't do that overnight or I want to run a certain mile time that doesn't happen overnight it takes time It takes work just like in in finances that can take time
0: for things. As you're talking, I'm thinking about this um, idea that we interact with money in a very emotional way, you know, just here thinking about like, okay, Isaac, I'm going to, I don't know, gain 20 pounds of muscle over, you know, it's my goal. I want to look good in that (laughs) swimsuit or whatever we might tell ourselves, but The fact of the matter is there's a very big emotional adjustment that needs to come into play. I need to get out of bed earlier. I need to be willing. You said this phrase and we use it all the time, but what am I willing to cut back on? Sometimes I don't want to give up the sugar or that third mimosa or the cupcake at the birthday party, and that's a very emotional process for me to cut back on anything, really. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Especially when I feel like, spending money. I'll be personal. I work very, very hard. And at the end of the day, it feels so nice to swipe my credit card and pay for a very fancy dinner because it's a way of like letting go, relaxing, soothing myself, enjoying pleasure. And I definitely think there's that like emotional tie to my money is almost a way of comforting myself. So I love that you're recommending going slow because it feels like underneath this financial change there's this kind of big emotional change and that seems really important
1: (laughs) yeah and i think it is i think with finances or if you've ever met with somebody to talk about finances it can definitely be intimidating or like oh no there goes my fun there goes my enjoyment oh no Tim's coming to get me. Saying, hey, stop it with that Starbucks order, you know those type of things.
0: Tim, don't take my Starbucks don't away. My Starbucks. I have
1: to go for that drink. You know, so that's that's not the goal of this. The goal is the goal is freedom, and the goal mm-hmm. is a sense of security and freedom. Saying, "Hey, listen, I budgeted in budgeted in five hundred dollars a month for eating out. Mm-hmm. If that's your goal, and go go spend it, mm-hmm. and don't save that. That's a that's part of your for plan. Sure. That don't come back with $100 left on that and try to scrimp and scrape, and save the last $100 of it. You know, go enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. about enjoyment of life. But if mm-hmm. you've got a, a plan, a stepping stone on where you want to go, it can bring a lot of freedom. I'm saying, I can get that third mimosa. I can mm-hmm. go for that fancy dinner. I can spend $500 all in one night because I budgeted for it. And I know mm-hmm. I'm making this money. I know I have the money for this. And I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy that travel experience. I want to enjoy that extra night of entertainment or, or, or night out. So it's it's about having fun too. And mm-hmm. but to know that yeah, I can have fun and not worry about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I can spend that extra hundred dollars on drinks with friends or
1: whatever, and and not have to worry like, oh, is that going to blow up my? I don't even have a budget, or is it going to blow up my budget? Mm-hmm. So it's about it's about that that freedom to be able to do that. Just like if you. If you've ever done Weight Watchers or something like that where you track your points and I've got this amount of points for the day and I've only had this much, you can. Weight Watchers isn't about not having cupcakes. It's about making sure you have enough points to have that cupcake mm-hmm. and not feel bad about it or not feel guilty about it if you go over your point amount. Same thing with your budget. If, you, if you've if you been overspending by $1,000 each month and that's how you've gotten us from credit card debt, if the first month you try, you only overspend by $700... That's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It's not a zero to a hundred type of a thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Our financial coaches are available to anyone, anywhere in the world. If you'd like to chat with Tim about your finances, hop on our website at IAMcouncil.com. That's IAMcouncil.com. Or call us at 720-551-8382. We also want to hear from you we are preparing for a live Q&A episode that will go live during Pride. If you'd like us to answer your questions for you, drop into our DMs. You can find the clinic on Instagram at LGBTQ underscore therapy, or on TikTok at Clinic. that's I-A-M clinic. Or you can find me on TikTok at Isaac Forte. But for now, let's get back to the show there are times in counseling sessions where i see people like growing and i get excited for their hope and i get like this effervescent like bubbly feeling in my chest and i'm getting that now because i feel like just to hear you say this is about freedom and here at i am clinic i feel like that means authenticity and it it's such a unique or maybe new way for me to hear the way you're describing budgeting because i've almost understood it as like sacrifice, cut off parts of who you are, shove yourself into this planned box and stick to it, you know? But this sounds more like I get to be who I want, express myself the way I want and live the way I want with wisdom, kind of guiding the way I use this really important tool called money. And that sounds exactly like the work we might do around sexuality or gender identity, this is really powerful
1: yeah i think it i think it is very powerful it's it's about what's important to that person what does that person want to work on and how do we it's about empowerment it's Mm -hmm. about empowering that person when you're in a counseling session with somebody you're in therapy you're not going home with that person and watching them live their lives so you can't watch them Mm -hmm. every time and that's not what we're about here Mm -hmm. at the clinic obviously Mm -hmm. but people have to make their own choices and people have to make their own decisions and and with with counseling with therapy with coaching it's about empowering people to have a mindset to make those decisions Mm -hmm. and be intentional Mm -hmm. with what they're doing okay i'm not going to do this because i want to do this or i haven't liked this pattern in my life Mm. i'm going to try something else new you know i haven't always felt good about myself in this way. And so I'm going to think differently about myself mm-hmm. so I can feel better about who I am. Similar with finances. It's, you know, I've always thought I'd be stuck here. I hear a lot of people, I'm stuck. I'm lost. I'll never X, Y, Z. I'll never retire. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never leave a legacy for my children. I'll never get a house. You know, I'll never have fun. You know, I'll always be worried about things. It's, mm-hmm. It's about changing that mindset of of those nevers and those worries so people can have fun and enjoy things and have like a footing of where they want to go and what they want to be and help them dream on what could be and where to go with that Mm -hmm.
0: this is um i just feel like this is i love this word freedom for what we're talking about today because it just seems like such a major liberation to walk away in from a very therapeutic lens, but to walk away from those unwanted patterns so that we can engage the life we really want. And in that sense, this budgeting kind of sounds fun and liberating as opposed to sacrificing and dry and like, try like toast you know what i mean yeah, or
1: just just excel spreadsheets <laughs> yes. and pluses and minuses and
0: and boring nights at home because uh, i have nine to, I have to make dinner again <laughs> i want to eat out so bad yes yeah yeah it's not sure. it's not about just
1: just cutting back and mm-hmm. boringness or any of the accounting or you know all the left brain people say yeah that's great that sounds that sounds like so much fun but the people who dream about what could be or just oh for sure you know it's like when uh me and my wife when i when i go to costco or a grocery store i i get what's on the list this is what our family needs can we you know get that next month yeah we can get next month so i'm just trying to be as basic as possible when i'm grocery shopping because i want to get out of there (laughs) whereas my my wife will also go with the list and then go over here and go over there and dream and oh our family could use this or we could this would really be really helpful for us, and come back with thirty items when the list was six, type of thing. And so it's it's fun, but we know we have a plan. I mean, it, had, it has been frustrating at times. And mm-hmm. <laughs> can be if we don't talk about it beforehand, but it really is a freedom. And I've learned to look at it differently, where it can bring freedom and joy to my to my family, and thinking about things a different way can be beneficial mm-hmm. instead of just the kind of boring things that need to get done when you get something above and beyond it can go it can go a long way if you're both on the same page with that and mm-hmm. if you have that mindset too that things can be different and can be better
0: mm-hmm. yeah in a sense i'm thinking of like one of the unwanted patterns in my life <clears throat> i'm bear with me here. i'm going somewhere sure. <laughs> sure, but it was um like in college i drank way too much and it was But when I'm drinking, I get to be authentic. I get to be free. And because I was closeted, it was when I'm drinking, this is the only time I get to feel joy because I'm hiding myself in every other arena. When I started paying attention to my drinking and limiting how much I drank, I realized that when I woke up in the morning, I didn't have regrets. I didn't feel awkward. I didn't have a hangover. And I could still... I enjoyed both the evening of fun and the morning of rejuvenation and hiking and yoga. Or I love meditation. And I, I kind of want to just use the story to say what you're describing here. As we are wise with our money and use a plan, this budget, we begin to notice that putting ourselves into a wise system of money actually helps produce relief. And that relief feels more like joy. So if I'm kind of to parallel my story here, if I'm spending $200 on Starbucks and I limit that to $50, that extra $150 might go to a yoga class or a gym membership or to watch it accumulate in savings. And as we watch the benefit of the, the withholding, the, the growing or the budgeting, it actually becomes something we want to engage in more because we see the benefits of it. And so I think that that's really kind of. Um, I just want to throw that out there. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but it just kind of strikes me um, that when we shift those unwanted patterns, we see the healthy, beneficial effects, and then it makes us want to engage the healthy patterns more.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that with clients over the years, and when they, the hopelessness people feel, and then getting on a plan. kind of tough but then when you start implementing that plan and start to see some of those gains yeah it can lead to a lot more joy and a lot more fun i i i've got a poster in my bedroom uh, that my wife drew for me it says live with fun in mind Mm -hmm. and so i try to live my life like that of not just having the basic dry toast if you will existence but how do you how do you live with fun in mind Mm -hmm. you know i'm doing this because it's going to lead to something else Mm -hmm. I recently I love hiking, and so I recently got up There's this hike I've been wanting to do for a while. so I got up at 5:30 and got my headlight on and hiked the first hour, hour and a half in the darkness by myself to get up and I went I ended up being 13 miles, but went to these three mountain lakes and in the ice and snow and but I was the only person there and I was the only not a single other person there and it was just so beautiful to see the snow to see the mountains to see the sunrise Mm. coming up and it was such a spiritual and a really enlivening experience and it was a lot of fun for me but i had to sacrifice and get up at five Mm o'clock pack my stuff get out below freezing and get going in the dark by myself so i had to sacrifice some in order to get to that beauty to Mm -hmm. get to that mountaintop experience to get to those lakes and that good experience so there is there is some sacrifice along the way or there is some reworking of your mindset but what's it worth and and just to help people think of the joy and the freedom it can bring is a powerful thing and and totally worth it Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely if there were someone kind of listening in um kind of just getting started or really shifting focus to pay attention to this area of life, what might be some things to help get them started? What would you recommend? Yeah, I would, I would think
1: number one is start dreaming. I think if you're looking at evaluating your finances for the first time or reevaluating, reevaluating your finances for the 50th time, what's important to you? Mm -hmm. What, what hopes and dreams and joys do you have? Write some of those down. I want to be XYZ. I want to start doing this or I want to start doing that. I think number one is start by dreaming. Start by thinking what could be or where do I want to see myself in one, five, 10, 50 years mm-hmm. from now. And then start start from there. Start writing some things down. Start maybe taking a look. Go through last month's credit card statement. You know, take a look at your monthly rent or mortgage. Do some of that left brain two plus two equals four because that is a part of finances things have to add up there's no alternate universe where two plus two doesn't equal four and so start looking at where is your money going where's your inflows and where your outflows going on that going from there so let your let your dreams and you know your two plus two equals four side of your life take those two pieces together start with that and then work with somebody as a coach to implement. Where do you, where do you go from there? So having those two pieces would be a good starting point before coming in for some coaching or before a session. There would be would be extremely helpful mm-hmm. to take the next step and and to think through further.
0: Absolutely. Are there any apps that you think would help, like organize people's finances or give them some of this insight? You recommend? Yeah,
1: you there's a app uh, we use to track. It's, it's called Mint. Um, Mint's a good one that will kind of organize your finances in different categories you can set how much you want to spend in each month and say hey you've still got this much money to spend this month or you can look at it halfway through Mint's one of the better ones out there you know some people just like do an excel spreadsheet there's a lot of formulas people can use on that um you know so for digital I would recommend Mint. there's new ones coming out every day as well that I'm can be sure. helpful. Yeah. But you know sometimes even just some good old pen and paper to help mm-hmm. think through is is helpful for a lot of people uh, as well. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. I remember there was this one season in life where I was working a ton and I just couldn't figure out where my money was going like it was evaporating and I was like what is happening and I could not solve the problem. <laughs> so I printed out like I think it was four months worth of bank statements and I went one line at a time and I categorized everything and I realized that I was spending a ton on eating out. Like I was shocked at how much money I was spending there. And it was fascinating to just make one grocery store trip, prep some meals and how much money I made. But I do like this idea of like, kind of being slow with yourself, but also slowing down and s- taking a look and kind of investigating where is my money going? It's my, what do my bank statements or my credit card statements look like?
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's surprising to most people like, oh, I spend a lot on this and you actually don't. Mm-hmm. Or there's no way I spend that much on clothing <laughs> in three months. Oh, you actually might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always wanted, you know, go out. We don't go to movies too much anymore, but you know, I, I thought I spent a lot more on entertainment. I, I guess I'm not doing that. I guess maybe I'm not having as much fun in that way as I used to. Mm-hmm. That's good for me to to learn. So I think taking a look, and it'll open some eyes if you go back over the last three months and sure. think through where you've been. And mm-hmm. once again, eating out is not bad. Buying new clothes is not bad. It can all be helpful things. It's just a matter of how much you want to do on that. And What's your what's your goal with that mm-hmm. you know new clothes can help you feel better it can help your confidence can it be a fun experience can be connective if you go with other people mm-hmm. um, those are not bad things it's just a matter of to what extent or how much just like eating is not a bad thing but having four donuts a day might not lead to positive you know uh, positive outcomes later on in life you know when you're gaining however many pounds in, mm-hmm. the, in the years to come?
0: So, mm-hmm. well, it kind of sounds like what you're saying is it all accumulates. It does. Either spending and watching it accumulate and leave your bank account, or creating a budget and watching that accumulate to kind of go out there and accomplish your your dreams.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's. Uh, I I enjoy playing soccer, and one of my one of my teams we had a model that called uh, we called it little little big. And so, if you've ever watched a soccer match, football match, depending on where you're from. Uh, you want to see the amazing goal. You want to see Lionel Messi or Ronaldo move to this amazing kick and curve in back the corner of the net. But how do they get there? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of little passes. Have you ever seen a professional team play? It's a lot of little back and forth. Little, little things. So we do a couple, a little change here, just like in soccer, a little pass here, a little pass there. Then there's the amazing goal or amazing header. That looks really awesome, but you got to look back on how they got there. You got to look back on We'll led up to that. You know, you want to say, hey, I got out of debt in three years. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how did you, that's the big goal, but how did you get there? Well, I started tracking, I started making, I started dreaming, and I started making little changes, and little, little changes makes to, leads to big things. Mm-hmm.
0: For many of us, financial planning is like that one phone call we don't want to make. You know the kind. You tell yourself you're going to call someone for weeks. And as time lapses, you don't call because now you're embarrassed. The longer you resist making the call, the more looming the embarrassment becomes. Sometimes the best thing to do is just to pick up the phone, eat crow, and apologize. We all know that it feels so good once the call is done. All is better in the world. You know what I mean. In the same way, ripping off the band aid when it comes to financial coaching can be liberating. I really resonated with Tim in his approach to building financial awareness, setting realistic goals, prioritizing your financial plans, and communicating with a partner or partners if you need to make a joint plan. He brings an easy, dare I say, shameless way of going about financial planning, which is super relieving many of us might feel incredibly shameful around our financial situations. Whether you make one dollar in your lifetime or a billion, I hope Tim's words brought you peace and inspired you to make changes that will lead not only to your freedom, but to the starting line of a new financial life. Take care of yourself by taking care of your finances. Until next week. Queer Relationships is a podcast sponsored by IM Clinic, a counseling practice devoted to the LGBTQ Plus community with in-person and virtual counseling options available. IM Clinic. Create the love lives and relationships you crave. Find us online on Instagram at LGBTQ underscore therapy and Facebook at IM Clinic. That's IAM Clinic.